Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. I know, he'll sit there and mention, like, obscurely, like, Tower of Power, and, like, yeah. and all these white people are like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and, he, and that's what he looked like, so he don't look like he know nothing about no streets, and he, he be staying in tune. Oh, he, I know. He grew well, he up was... in North Minneapolis. Yeah. So. Oh, is it, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, well, North Minneapolis was a good mixture of everybody, but, yeah. Yeah. I love funk, though. I might see my mom. You know, she grew up in the South in the 60s. I mean, she was in high school in the 60s, and what they called it was beach music, but it was all these black bands. Okay. And they would, all the white girls would go sneak off to the beach to go see them because they didn't want to listen to that kind of, you know, that kind (laughs) of music. They wanted to listen to the beach. But she loved it. She loved R&B. So I grew up with, like, Motown and stuff in my household, so I love, and I love funk. I knew we got along for a reason. (laughs) Well, he collaborated, I think, a lot with George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, have you gone to Paisley Park? Since no, I, I got to go. I got to go tomorrow. 
You okay, have I to got, go. I got at least ride by it. <laughs> no, you got to go in I got to go in? Yeah. Is the lines are still long and all no, that type of stuff? No, you Truth be just... told, I ain't never been either. Bro. Really? What? Yeah, yeah I got to go see what Prince, man. I got to go see the I Paisley Park. I haven't been near it either. So I'm going to be honest. Well, I'm going. I'm going to be honest. There. Growing up, it was almost like the Big and Tupac thing. I was more Michael than Prince. Oh, really? Yeah. And see, I was more Prince than Michael, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, my mom and them, like, we, like, and it was, I got, it was four, five of us all together, so we thought we was Jackson Five and that <laughs> But that's all we Which knew. one were you? Michael. You know, and you were Michael? everybody else was tall. Oh, okay, so yeah, Jackie and Jermaine. Yeah. And I was a fan of the Ruffle. <laughs> the ruffle, the, the ruffle shirt. The blouse. Yeah, the blouse of Prince. You know, I know. It was just something about when he used to just twirl that. <laughs> that Jerry that, Curl. That little right there. It was just something when he did that. I know. He was like the most that. feminine man that was straight that I've ever seen man, in my life. Yeah. He could wear high heels and steal your And I remember, remember he used to just hop off the couch, man, and do the splits with the heels <laughs> on, man. And I, and I remember they said that's why he had the, uh, he, he was taking painkillers for all them years. He was doing the splits. like Yeah, and Jumping off the stage equipment and stuff, and yeah, man. See, I was um, for me. See, Michael was an entertainer, right? But he wasn't a musician. You know what I mean? No, Thriller was pretty dope. Well, I mean, like he didn't didn't play any instruments. Yeah, I think the only instrument he really knew how to play was the piano, but he didn't do anything with the piano on stage. After the moonwalk, he ain't had to do nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just loved how they had. Oh, do that lean? Yeah, yeah, lean. I'm like, man, who is holding it? Where them strings? Where them strings? You know how they did that? The shoes are bolted to the floor. Yeah, he had he had these like s- slots built into his shoe, and it was a certain point on the floor where he I could see that it, slip his feet. Oh, so nice. you taught me something right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, trust me, I I watched all the behind the music <laughs> and all that stuff on VH1, and because I I was a big so Michael. Mike had slots in. Okay, I mm-hmm. can see that. And yeah. it's funny because moving to Minnesota from Mississippi, like all we knew, like we had some cousins here. All we knew is it got cold as hell and <laughs> Prince lived here. That's it. So then everybody tricked us. Like every purple house we saw, they was like, that's where Prince lived. Yeah. I like Prince lived on the goddamn North Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he didn't grow up too far from there. Though. I no. know, but the house they were showing me, I was like, that ain't that ain't purple rain right there. Yeah, well yeah, every everything purple here is it's Prince related. That's what everybody says. But if you were when he was alive, mm-hmm. if you drove past Paisley Park and the at the one of the tops of the building, there's kind of like this pyramid glass dome. Okay. If that was lit up purple, that means Prince was there. Seriously? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's one thing I regret. He would have these impromptu yeah, the parties. parties. Yeah, they say he'd be four hours late and he'd just be right upstairs, but it was worth it yeah. when he came down. Yeah, and I, that was one thing I really wish I would have done. In room, bro. <laughs> I did see crazy, him play live, yeah. though. I did see Prince live. Did you? Yeah, it was when the Special Olympics were here in 91 or 92. Okay. Um, my uncle was a regional uh, director for the Special Olympics, and we were having the opening ceremonies here, and Prince performed. And I was Damn. like 10 years old. And I was so fascinated. And my dad's like, it's pressing, you know, don't listen to that kind of music. It's too sexualized and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's awesome, Dad. You don't understand. My mama, I remember when she did, when he did Kiss, like, you know, my mm-hmm. mama had one of them cassette tapes, 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. And she put Kiss, just that one song on both sides. <laughs> right, right, right. Whole time. She'd record that song for me. And up to my soon as she got done, that she just flip it over. <laughs> Same damn song. I'm like, Mama. 
Yeah, I mean, Prince was a, a fantastic musician. And Chappelle's a huge fan of his. And I hate yes. I didn't get a chance yeah. to see him live, Chappelle man. actually came here. Last time he came here, it was right after Prince died. Or not the last time, but right after Prince died, he came and he stayed in town on purpose till it was Prince's birthday, and he threw a party, and he had some guys from Prince's band Played nothing but Prince music from midnight to two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's yep. dope. That's, that's dope. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I went to I went to First Ave. Um, they were the, the April when he passed away. They kept doing, it kept selling out, and the ch- tickets were cheap. They were like ten bucks a ticket, and you can go to an all night Prince dance party in First Avenue where Damn. they filmed Purple Rain. Okay, I think okay. I did hear about that. And yeah, it, it was oh, it was so surreal just to sit there and hear. Purple Rain being played in First Avenue right. with Prince and on then, his like, big screen. It was dope because then they lit up the bridge all purple. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, I remember I was driving somewhere and I seen the whole bridge, 35W, all lit yeah. up purple. I was like, man. I know, I cried. I, I, he was a gem. Yeah. I, you know, and it, it was sad that he had that drug addiction and, and right. of course, he had the yes men around him. Cause, of course. Because what was it, like a week and a half prior, he was on that airplane. Yeah, he had and they had to, to land like, in Chicago. Yeah, and they tried yeah. to say it was like the flu or something, but he had a, he was overdosing. Because he canceled right. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He had right. to cancel some dates. Yeah, but he did. came back and made it up, but okay. I was out of town, man. I just. They ugh. have that piano on display at Paisley Park. The one that that last piano that you toured with. You gotta go. You have to go. I'm going. Matter of fact, don't even pay me. Just give me a ticket to the payment. To to stand, you get to stand in his recording studio. Studio, right? That's crazy. I know, and you can just feel the essence of Prince everywhere throughout the whole building, and and to see his guitars, his iconic guitars, just sitting right in front of you. You're like, wow. Is it far? No, no, it's not that far. Because uh, ain't it like in... Uh, it's in Chanhassen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It's, it's it's not far at all. Especially Probably for, like a 20, 25 minute drive from here. Prince worth it. Prince yeah. worth it. it. Prince, yeah, that's you, worth you, that. You, yeah, you, you know, you yeah. You're going to make me... Yeah. Yeah. We going to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Go on the page, Paul. Give me something to do. I come to Minnesota every leap year. I'm going to play the ball. And then go drive past First Ave. Right. Yeah, we'll be right down by there tonight. So that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's like yeah. a ten minute drive. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're gonna be at the poorhouse this uh, tonight. Tonight. Just tonight. Uptown. Right? Yep. In uptown, and then the, the show is at seven thirty or eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yep. Sorry, I got all these dates jumbled That's in my. All right. I'm, I, <laughs> it's been <laughs> a week. You're doing a lot, man. <laughs> it's been a week. So um, I had I put. So you've been on. Comedy Central. Comedy Central, HBO. So what did you do on HBO? Uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. <gasps> I love Deaf Comedy Yeah, I did. Do they Com- still do that? I don't have HBO anymore. They don't, they don't it's, do it's a, like a spinoff. They did a spinoff called All Deaf Digital. Mm-hmm. But it was still HBO, a little Russell involved and everything. So mm-hmm. I did the last season of that. So I did like three Deaf Jams. Oh, I used BET to BET Comic View. Did oh. you attend the uh, 25th? 25th anniversary show. No, I missed that. I was, I, matter of fact, I was overseas. Then. I said you was, you was. I was overseas. Troops. I was uh, over there yeah, entertaining was, our troops. It was okay. I would have expected more, like highlights from shows. Shows back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chappelle that, part was genius. But Chappelle with D.L. Hughley <laughs> is. Unbelievable. Believable, yeah. yeah. They they just went at I mean, you know, impromptu just <laughs> they were the dog, just right. reading this reading thing, this thing, this thing, thing like, for man, they, they, they were like, cut that off. Y'all finna get this finna get us booed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this finna cut that off, this right. finna get us booed. <laughs> he, so he goes, 
you you find out what that that wonderful public school reading has taught us. That lets you know Lindsay go to not to read public. Right there you go. There yeah, you go. I love I love Jeff Comedy Jam. I well I watched it when it was in its you know prime prime back yeah, in the nineties yeah. and stuff. Martin Lawrence everything. Oh yeah. Martin Lawrence Joe Torre. Yeah. Joe Torre I mean, Bernie hosting. Mac. I I don't even I remember seeing That's, that him. made Bernie. I remember seeing them, and then when I was going back and looking, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize that was Bernie Mac right. that I was well, watching. I just, I, doing watching that, I realized that Chappelle was on there, and yeah. he mm-hmm. had that. He was the guy. He was the guy with the high voice. There. Yep. And I was like, he looked so minute. young too. He, he was. That was Dave Chappelle. I think yep. he right. was only like 19 when if he did that. Yeah, okay. like that, Dave started when he was young. 14, so he he did a lot of lying about his age. To get mm-hmm. on the stuff, you know. What yeah, I'm yeah. I, I wish they. I wish that would be more um, out there, like that was accessible the, for people. Yeah, I tell people, so that was the one show where if you did that show, mm-hmm. if you didn't make it, it was your fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't exist no more. It was kind of like the Johnny Carson yeah, of that platform don't exist no more because I'm I'm a huge fan of, and I, that's like even JJ. I seen he toured with Cedric Entertainer. I seen him perform before I even started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. It was that long ago, and I was like, and I liked him even more because he was from Mississippi, and it was just so raw, and it, it just felt like I was just talking to my cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why it was it was so popular because it just it was that raw comedy. Raw where comedy, you, yeah. everybody off the dome, everybody yeah. had their own yeah flavor yeah. style. And you know, just mixed different so personality. Yeah. South, you had New York, you had the West, and everybody did it different. Mm-hmm. But it was hilarious. Well, and that's one thing I, I really like about Dave Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones, I yeah. think it's called. Yep. Um, it's just so raw, and he's like, he just doesn't give a shit. Shit, man. Yeah. What you he think? goes there, yeah. yeah. And, I, and yeah. I heard him do that. I, I, He's been working on that since May, so I've seen him do that live a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Dave, we ain't going to make it up out this way. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, let me leave now. <laughs> no, he no. just... It got to a point where all these the Me Too movement and everything else oh. became the the newest form of bullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, he turned and he flipped it on his flipped head. It on, yeah. And sticks and stones is an old saying, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? An old. And like I tell people, said so Dave didn't do nothing. He don't already do. do. You know I mean, you expected that from him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been doing you that for he, years. He pushed the button. Right. Look at any of his specials. It's just the button. The world's changed, so everybody else like, oh, you can't do that. Dave's mm-hmm. like, watch. watch. Exactly. He does, it, he does it such in a dope way. Yeah, not, not just everybody you know, can do yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that's part of when he gave that money back. Like, if he would have never gave the money back, he'd have never been able to do that special like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's the only person that can do that and get away with it. Yeah, well, he's kind of like Don Rickles. I mean, Don Rickles did that. And he's in the belly of the beast. Yeah. That's what I love about you. I can just hit you up and be like, hey, man. I remember I hit him up. I was like, who do I contact about booking? He was like, you talking to him. I I cut out the middleman. He was in Japan. I was like, done. Thank God for the internet. I got you. What do you mean? To get me. People can't call Dave a hypocrite. No. But um, you can, but I mean, yeah. right. So you traveled with um, Cedric the Entertainer after he, after the after the Kings of Comedy. Everybody went their separate ways, right? You know, everybody went their um, individual ways and started doing their own tours. And I, you know, I just kicked it with his uh, management for a while out of St. Louis, and they just I brought was going to ask board. you, did yeah. he drag you to that depressing city? 
I can see that because I'm from St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. But you know what? And I'm not just saying this. I have a ball when I go to St. Louis, though. I get But you. maybe it's just because I'm over there two days. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Vegas. Yeah, it's like Vegas. When I go to St. Louis, you know, I might, you might, I might wake up at the Ark. <laughs> and nice. then First 18 years of my life there. And just St. Louis. I go home because most of my my – most of my siblings still live there. Okay. Okay. Seven out of the eight siblings I have. Dang. And um, it's just, I go home and I get depressed because wow. it's just, just watching it just die and die and die and die. And okay. It's, like, it's that bad there, huh? Yeah. It's just like Gary and Detroit. It's That's just same reason I don't go to Mississippi. I'm dying. Mississippi like a third world country. But see, like, I don't know. St. Louis to me is alluring. Like I want. I, yeah, I've been but to you, Liberty, but, Missouri, in Kansas City, Missouri. Most people when they go, they go downtown where everything's great. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, don't see the the they outskirts. Don't, right, or they get off the exit. Right. Areas that you know. I Plus, you know what it used to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you got something to compare it to, that's that's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank St. Louis for Nelly because I'm a big Nelly fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Lou, I, you know, and some of the music that you can tell, you can tell like in hip hop where the music's coming from. Yeah. And and Nelly had that distinctive St. Louis sound to it. I remember, yeah, because my mom had a friend from St. Louis and she always said her and we used to laugh her. as kids. Her. Boy, yeah. we laughed out. Oh, yeah, they're they going to use them two R's. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they're they going to put them all. Yeah, Durr, and Cough. And they'll add S's to, mm-hmm. to words. Like, um, yeah, I, I worked with a guy from St. Yeah, I worked with a guy from St. Louis, and he would say, well, how he said, how did he say salmon? Salamons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's salmon. He's like, it is? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it, it looks like it's salamon, but it's... Not in St. Louis. But he would, he would add S's to things, too. But, yeah, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll okay. be right back more with Adrian Washington and J.J. Williamson. We're having a lot of fun today. I love Fridays. It's comedy. Yeah, that, that comedy. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Love. All right, we'll Friday. be right back after this quick commercial break. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. 
Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I'm working on it. It's not going to change. Does this bring back memories? <laughs> Man. Uh, might get my mama to come to the show. She hears this game play. Oh, that's funny. That is so funny to me. Um, well, my mother banned us from listening to Controversy. Oh, I love that song. Why? Because she misheard the word Controversy. <laughs> what did she think it was? She thought it said "got your." Oh. And she, we were like dancing in the house or something, and she's like, "You guys can't listen to that song." We're all like, "Why not?" It's just, and she's like, "Because it's a dirt." And it's like, "No, he's not swearing." And told my oldest sister. <laughs> What you. she thought it was, and my sister, was like, no. Did you have the cassette with like all the the <laughs> lyrics to show her? Yeah, my dad. Had, my dad was a weekend. He worked in a factory Monday through Friday, but Saturdays and Sunday he was a weekend. Or Fridays and Saturdays he was a weekend DJ. So mm-hmm. we always had the latest music, music and, and whatnot. So we were playing the record. Polly should just pulled out the sleeve and said, "Here, look at the words." Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you brought up your dad, you know I'm going to have to play it. No, no, you can leave that alone. His dad, when they, when his dad was in a mood, like mad, mm-hmm. he would go into a room and play Disco Inferno. And they go, oh, dad's mad. <laughs> Time to leave. Hey, he let you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Two minute that, warning. Well, I tell everybody, you play it right. So would, City. He, would he go into a room and just shut the door and play it? He would come home in a mood. Mm-hmm. You know, Did y'all know before he played it? No, not really. <laughs> but it was kind of like, you know, you'd be on pins and needles when he got home, and then it was like, all right, we haven't heard the song. So he. <laughs> <laughs> but That's funny. He would come home because he had just had an eighth grade education because he went in a service at 14. Mm-hmm. His parents lied about his age and said he was 16. But he was. we found out he was 14 when he went went into the army fought in the korean war okay and um and so at his job he was always passed over promotions because he um didn't have an education mm-hmm. and he would all, always come home frustrated by that so you know he, he he would literally train the people who would later become his boss and that was a cycle that continued and continued and continued and continued. That sucks. Where he was married, you know, my mother, they were married 58 years. She was getting promotion after promotion after. <laughs> and so that's a, that was a hard thing for a black man back then. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, yeah. So, well, especially just for a man because they, right. they want to be the provider and the it's kind of in well, your he, gene. he made... Good. He made really good money. I mean, the two of them to raise nine kids. Mm-hmm. We were poor. Oh, trust me, never, I know. I know. But we never <laughs> thought we were poor. We didn't go without. Okay. We were never on aid. 
or assistants or anything like that. Right. And our Christmases were just, we don't, to this day, we laugh. We get together and laugh and try to figure out how they would pull that off, off and everything, yeah. right? The whole living right, right. room would just be, be full. Full. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I know. I thought y'all said y'all broke. <laughs> Dave and I go through that every year with all the kids. Because yeah, we all got nine together. Well, we have we, we, total. We have eleven. He's got yeah. four adult children. We have six in the house, and he's got one son that comes over on the weekends. Okay. So it, usually, like, if I have all the kids, we. On the weekends, it's usually seven kids in the house, ranging from 17 down to seven. Oh, wow. And my youngest, the one that's out there. I have the one kid full-time, and I'd be like, how can we get rid of this? You <laughs> <laughs> ain't got nobody house you want to spend a night in. No, I tell you, man, they suck your soul right out of man. you. And they, but it, it's a joy. I, It's what I live for. Oh, yeah. You know, it keeps me well, up, she, gets me up every morning. Yeah. When she gone, like during the day when they had my wife at work and my daughter's at school, I'd be like, man, what am I doing? I know. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's when I usually make <laughs> sad videos. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Cowboy jersey home, Yeah, she get home from school. Be, be watching like, the clock like, ain't the, ain't the bell about to ring? He's, a, he's like a, a dog that waits by the door. So, right, right. You got to act like you don't miss him. I know. Then I they know. get on your nerves, but ten minutes later you're like, on to your room. Go on, man. Right. <laughs> I, know. I, I just want to see you. That's it. <laughs> right. Make sure you straight. Straight. All, all right. Bye. I know. It's 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 a delicate my oldest, delicate thing to be yeah, a parent. My oldest son, he'll be at the show tonight. I got a twenty four year old, so he'll oh, be really? okay. Night. Yeah. Okay. Oh fun. Does yeah. he like coming to you and watching you yeah. do stand up? I be talking big shit to him too. <laughs> I was like, man, do you have for in your set, do you talk about him or anything? All I gotta do is look at him. Some come up. Some come, come up. Yeah. Last time we we end up wearing the same shirt. He had the same one Mike shirt on, same color. Oh. And I was like, man, then his friends be with him. So they, this friends he went to college with. So I let him know who he really is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on stage. Right. That's funny. Yeah. But it's, it's dope to have your kids still want to be a part of that. You know. What yeah. I mean? like, yeah. He come yeah. out and have a good time. Well, I think it's fun. You know, my kids get interested in the work that I do, and I try and you know let them know. I let, let them listen to the shows. You know, like I have my youngest one here with me. Right. Right. Thanks to MEA Week. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool when kids find interest in what their parents do. Do um, yeah. Yeah. He my, came. He came out to Vegas with me and everything. Yeah. yeah my son, he checked me out a couple of times, yeah. and then you know I got grandkids. So mm-hmm. he, my granddaughter just told me the other day, you're like, I want to do what Paw Paw do. For real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she cute. does have a great how many personality. Years you, how many years you got in? I'm 24. Okay. Yeah, I'll I be, I be 25 in January of doing stand-up. Wow. 25 years. And then you just, what, turned 50? I just turned 50, yeah, so I had a big I birthday bash in Atlanta. Oh, said said entertainer came and host for me. Nephew Tommy came down. That was I showed me some love. Man, yeah, man. I, I mean, they showed me a lot of love. I, well, I, I happy, felt yeah. My brother was five oh. The one other sibling that doesn't live in St. Louis lives in Atlanta. In Atlanta, okay. So he was probably at your. <laughs> Ain't no telling. Yeah, cause it, it was nice. It was a nice turnout and everything. People, I had the room decorated, live band, music, food. And everything, so yeah, Sid brought me out and everything, man. So everybody was suited and booted, real grown. You know, I got a little ratchet at the end (laughs) because I had Pastor Troy, (laughs) and you know, we ready, we ready. This thing, you know, it might start coming on out there. Oh, that's <laughs> the way get him, boy. Yeah. Oh, like, I hit the block, 
right. Yeah, see me in this junk. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't no more sitting down. Pastor Troy started talking. So, yeah, do, so do you like coming to Minneapolis and working the comedic Minneapolis? I do, part? and I, I wish I can come more. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've only been here. This probably my fourth time in 25 years. Yeah. yeah, well, just don't come in the winter. Yeah, I just, when I got out the car, I said, man, where's the June show, man? You got you for the November, December show. Well, see, the problem, though, in Minnesota is because our weather is horrific in the winter, and it's long. I mean, our winters yeah, are like six to seven months, months. long. So the problem that comedians have when they come here when the weather's nice. Ain't nobody at the show. Nobody wants to, because we want to enjoy the outdoors while we can, because we have like a three-month window <laughs> to enjoy it. You and, know? He, and he did say that. Yeah, and now, now I get I get it yeah. when it, for the real cold, cold cities. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Man, that's June when they, through August. And, and, and you got to remember, comedy's like an early thing. So at 8 o'clock at night, it's still broad daylight outside. Right. And it's, you know, 70, 80 degrees I'm like man I ain't going to sit in no building right you know right, I mean? right so right, I don't even right. do shows I've been doing shows at my venue now this is my 11th season I've so never... you only do it when it's cold yep I do um, so it's like a September seasonal September to May oh wow yep, yep May everybody open them cabins up they gone bro yeah that's like the perfect because May it can still be cool yep, out yep. and stuff and then September that's when it starts kind of getting cool at night and the sun goes down or right yeah. mm-hmm. so like from like Mid-September to probably mm-hmm. mid-May so that, is the prime. That's why I tell new comics, I say, hey, if you're making some money, I say, put that fall and winter money away. Yeah, you, you know got to put saying? some money away because you, you don't, don't have those slow seasons. Yeah. Those, yeah. those moments, and, and, those times. And that's ours, man. Unless you can get to, like, a resort or you get somewhere where you can perform outside, it ain't nothing popping. I'm surprised in Minnesota we don't do more of that, like, outdoor comedic venues. That right. would be kind of cool. Because I was just with Chappelle and Rogan, man, in uh, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And they did amphitheater, 23,000 people. Wow. It was bananas. Well, we have amphitheaters, wow. like, at our casinos, like at Treasure right. Island right. and stuff like yep, that. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, I, that's where I um, actually saw Don, Don Rickles. Oh, really? Yeah. And he... Found me in the audience. <laughs> he found you. He found me in the audience. He gave me the brother treatment. Oh. Ain't that right, brother? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Yeah, he saw you. Well, I saw, I went to, and I saw the Martin Short and Steve Martin okay. comedy tour thing that they were doing at the Amphitheater at Treasure Island. But I haven't really seen much more of People, of They that. don't do it. Really? Yeah, we do a lot, you know, because they got all the rap concerts. They'll do Summerfest and or Somerset and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's never comedy. Really? Never comedy outside. There's a rap tour coming down down there this um, this month, the next oh, month. Oh, it's MC Hammer. Yeah, the Hammer. <laughs> yeah, Hammer. 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 Hammer and uh, some other people. I was a I huge think... MC Hammer fan so much that my first hamster was named MC Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would hold him up and he would kick out his legs and he was doing the hammer dance. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, yeah, he's Keith doing... Keith Sweater be there on the 22nd. I Keith Sweater, whatever yeah. happened to him. Keith's still doing it. Got me he's still doing it. Yeah, Keith still, still looks the same. <laughs> Is he he's still, still... begging? No, he's still whining. He's still whining. Janet Jackson just performed there last month. Did she? Yeah, at Treasure Island. Yeah, I, I've um, been trying to keep that open on my calendar, like low-key, without telling people I got something going on that day. But I was like, if I don't feel that day, and it's like two days after my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I told my wife, we're going to see Keith. Yeah, well, it'd be because I, I think at the State Fair, during the Minnesota State Fair, they've kind of introduced some... 
Like they had Impractical Jokers, I yep. think. That would be a good venue too to do like a. I got to work on my cussing. On your cussing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Those are, have to be family. Yeah, friendly. it's all family friendly. Well, I wonder. I'm wondering if they could do like an 18 and up thing. Like not, not if they do it inside of a building. Uh huh. Yeah. But okay. if it's like, because I've done one for like a county fair mm-hmm. outside, and they got speakers sitting everywhere, so oh, really, I suppose everybody can hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's more people walking past laughing than the people sitting there laughing. Right. Yeah. So you got to kind of. But it. I think at the grandstand that would be, probably be like a good venue. I would think. I used for to work in a school. Comedy show. Funny thing about me is parents think their kids don't cuss when your kid when you ain't around. What? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I hear my kids. My son cuss. Like slips on in front of me. <laughs> Damn shit, Dad! I mean, uh, you know what I mean. I, trust me, I hear my kids cuss all the time. They don't know that I hear it, but Man. I hear it. Oh, I yeah. oh I tell yeah, people say that's why I don't know why 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 we still trying to censor that part. You know what I'm saying? Like especially those because you think about a PG-13 movie, you can mm-hmm. still say the F word at least one time. And yeah. It still be PG-13. Oh yeah. Like, well, listening to the videos they listen to on like YouTube yeah. and TikTok oh, yeah. and all these uh, social media apps. I tried telling apps. the kids at my school. I said. Hey, man, y'all, because they'd be like, Mr. Watch, we watched all your videos on YouTube over the uh, weekend. I'm like, man, y'all don't supposed to be watching that. One kid was like, hey, he said, we he said we could be watching worse. Yeah. I true. said, you know what? Keep watching. Yeah. 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 Get them views up yeah, front. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got something you can tag on to that joke? <laughs> Make sure you share that right. stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your friends. What but... cuss words should I see? Right. <laughs> yeah, what y'all say these right, days? Right, right. No, I um... I was on the coaching staff of my son's high school football team. It was funny because it was his staff was partly made up of former Gopher football players who were guys I took care of when they were playing at the U. Okay. And when they took the job they coached at his high school, of course they reached out to me because they wanted me to help. And my son would come off the field swearing and this, that, and the other, and I'd look over at him and he'd go, <laughs> Put his head down. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't say a word. I just look over and just like, where's that what's coming funny. from? That's the funny thing about it. Cause like my mom, I'd be like, Ma, you gonna come to the show? She's like, No, you talk too much bad talk. I said, Ma, you taught me all this. Right. <laughs> where do you, you think you learned? Right. Right. Oh, geez. and that's the part she don't want to come here. I said, Yeah, you're in the church now. You don't want them to know the real. Part. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I try. I try and introduce like raw comedy to my kids. Um, like I, I've been contemplating if I should watch the Chappelle show with my oldest son. How old is he? He's, he's 15. He can handle it. He can handle think it. so? Yeah. Oh, God. My son 14, so yeah, he can handle it. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, I just don't want him to think that he could just go around saying certain things. But that's the part you gotta let him know. Like, yeah. This is entertaining. That's right. My daughter said something the other day to me. And she's just like, she said something. <laughs> my wife was braiding her hair. She said something about her eyes. And then my wife's like, you can't say that. My daughter's like, daddy say stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I ain't in school no more. Yeah. <laughs> right, kick me right. out. Yeah. Well, so my jokes feed you. Well, I just, I want, I want my kids to know that they don't have to be so PC, like what everybody's teaching them to be. And I think being self-deprecating and have people kind of make fun of you in a good way is good for like said, mental every, health. Everybody need bullies. Yeah. Well, everybody need bullies. We agree. In 30 seconds or so, we're going to go to a commercial break. But I want to ask you, I'm going to, when we come back, I'm going to, speaking of that, 
PC on it. I got a question for you guys about a real life situation that's going on in Madison, Wisconsin right now. Okay. Oh, so we're going to get deep, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Again, we have Adrian Washington. We have JJ Williamson. They're going to be at the Poor House tonight, 830. I will post a link for tickets. Okay. And then St. Cloud at the Red Carpet Event Center tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? What time is that show? 8.30 also. At 8.30. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So y'all got me two days. <laughs> two days. What segment are we even in? I think we're in the third segment. I tell you, it's one of those days. It's Friday. Thank goodness. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Prince. I know, you got me in a Prince mood now. Prince. I'll probably have to Prince. jam to this while I'm unpacking my house. Oh, I tell you. Trying to unpack a house that's a two-family you know, combined family. Yeah. Oh my God, you don't realize how much crap you have until you move. Oh, I bet. Oh. That's the only thing I like about moving. I can throw some stuff away. Yes, I know. I'm like, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, you be like, I ain't this been. I ain't touched it in six months. <laughs> I forgot I had this. Oh, uh, anyway, okay. So JB, you. Yeah. The break. I heard this on the radio yesterday. Mm-hmm. This happened in Madison, Wisconsin. A black. Uh, teacher or school professional broke up a fight involving two young black males. Mm-hmm. One of the young black males kept calling the teacher the N-word. Mm-hmm. And the teacher finally said, stop calling me the N-word. N-word. He got fired for saying that. By telling the kids. Because he said the N-word? Right, because okay. of zero tolerance wow. rule. He wow. lost his job, even though he was just telling the young man, don't call me that. Right. Mm-hmm. He's basically and this was a black dude him. who said it. Right. Well, to me, it doesn't matter who's black and white who said it. It was the fact that he was just pointing out 
what word he didn't want to hear anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And he lost his job over it. What do you guys? I don't know. I, that's a little steep for me. Yeah, that's. that's I think. I think that's they, way too touchy. I think that was a little too touchy for them to go to the extreme. I think to fire somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> no warning or, or no. sit down or suspension. Or suspension. Well, you know, schools have that zero tolerance. Which, but you know, which and a lot a lot of people think is just used because it's the quick easy way of getting out of all the discussions and all away and you know just like throwing it up to the side quickly right. yeah mm-hmm. that's part of the problem with school though you know what i'm saying like <clears throat> there was a big fight it was like almost 100 kids involved in the school up where i live at oh is it the the college the tech college that, no that was, <clears throat> that's a high school Oh, it was a high school. Yeah, okay. it's, it's called Tech High School. Oh, okay. But I thought maybe a hundred like... kids involved in a, in, a, in a brawl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Recently, yeah. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago? ago. Yeah, like they expelled twenty some kids. Like wow. done. You know what I'm saying? And it was some kids in there that just they got into an argument early. But I guess the day before that, there was a uh, student that was trying to lead the class, and the teacher stood in front of him and was like, "You can't leave the class." Which they say don't do. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're so, putting yourself in danger. Yeah, and, and then the kid punched the st- teacher. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the teacher just put him down. Right. Just, mm-hmm. just, just knocked him down and held him down. And they had fired him. But then when they saw the video, because everybody was saying, like, the teacher beat the student up. When they saw the video, they was like, no, nah, he just literally held him down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So then he got to keep his job. This situation to me, that don't make sense at all. No, that don't make sense at all. Like for one, you just told somebody to quit calling you something. If you'd have said it to him, right, without him even saying it, I still don't think you should be fired for that. Like you, they the word is in a book y'all teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so what are you gonna do when it's when it's uh, when you're talking about slavery in class? Are you just gonna skip that word? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because well, it's going to be in the discussion. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be in the discussion. Well, and it ain't going to be nobody most, black that's going to be schools, talking about it. One, won't discuss slavery in detail. And two, if they do, that word won't come up. It had to be. That was just a. It sounded like to me like that That was a last string for him for something. Because mm-hmm. you can't just be like, all right, I've been doing my job. How I'm supposed well, to be doing Well, they said he had been there for three years and at a different school, connected to that school, another five years, and was highly thought of. And the teacher was? Yes. So he'll get a job somewhere else. Well, then. was the student punished for using that word? If it, Does it zero tolerance for uh, the students as well? Not at all, guaranteed. Oh, jeez. Not at all, guaranteed. It said that. That student was suspended, didn't say expelled. No, nah, he ain't going to get expelled. No, nah, he ain't going to get expelled. Because they going to say he got an IEP or some shit like that. <laughs> right. Sorry. I have two kids with IEPs, right. so I know exactly what For those who don't know, about. that's individual education plans. Yes. Because I used to be like, why? I'm like, this kid just whooped. Three kids' ass in gym this morning. Why are he sitting at lunch dancing? Right. I know. You know what I'm saying? And they be like, well, you know, he got an IEP, so we can't just. I'd be like, man, that's a, that's a cop-out for some kids. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, they, they kids aren't stupid. Hell no, they ain't they, they know that that crutch is there. Yeah. And, and it 
the bad thing about it is right. parents, they act parents use it more of a crutch than the kids do. Right. It's like because mm-hmm. the parents don't want to be bothered nah. with them and they want the school to raise their child. Right. It's like, it's like, then you find out, like, damn, you ain't even got no job. You could have had this little badass at home all day. Right. Yeah, the only reason why I have two children uh, with IEPs because I have two children on this spectrum. Yeah, and I, my son, mm-hmm. Mason, he was on. He had a 504 plan. Yeah, because my oldest son was diagnosed, well, they, I don't know, really call it diagnosis, but he's Asperger's with high-functioning autism. And then my youngest boy out there, he's kind of on the spectrum okay. as well. So it, what it does for them, and, and I'm glad that, that I have that in the school district that I'm in, it, they're fantastic right. with their IEPs. I love it. I would never move my kids out of this district. Um, like with my oldest son, like when he does tests and stuff, mm-hmm. he, he can't. He's a little quieter. Yeah, yeah. he can't because, like, mm-hmm. the sound of somebody tapping a pencil will completely yeah. grab his brain and he can't My function. My son had it for the exact same reason. Yeah, yeah. And, or if like if he hears and a conversation. But them ain't the kids running and, around right. cussing but, people out and kicking ass. Oh, no. Right. And then it just became, being like, I can't IAP, go to school. Right. Mm-hmm. IEPs became the dumping ground for mm-hmm. bad behavior or, or misbehaving children mm-hmm. because parents didn't want to deal with them. Right. Yeah. Well, ki- kids today... They don't respect adults and, and elders the, the way they, when I was growing up, yeah. I would never, ever talk to my that's, parents the way I hear kids. That's part of the problem. Oh, yeah. like Hell no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get to ask what? I would have been all bones by now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was just, talking, now. To, I was just oh. talking to my sister about this last night. There's 10 of us. I said, remember, man, mama, when we couldn't even use the word lie. Uh-huh. We used to be like, hey, mama, he told a story. Uh-huh. <laughs> we couldn't say funky. Because funky was too close to something else. Yeah. Right. My mom heard you say funky, you got an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I had moved out, and like the four younger kids, they 13, 14. I, was, I go back to visit. I hear what they talking about. I said, when did all this happen? Mm-hmm. I said, you, you, you tired? Is that what it is? Because we, we got an ass whooping. If you thought we said something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, and it's, that's the problem with the schools is the teachers don't have no power. Exactly. None. And the kids know it. Kids, yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. I remember when I worked there, and I was a security, and I did a mentor, and I remember this kid went through the whole school telling everybody, F you, for them to my hours. Two hours. He telling everybody, F you, I ain't doing nothing. I looked at him one day. I said, hey, I took my walkie off. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I'm about to lose my job, and guess who I'm about to lose it on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. And well, he looked at me. He was like, uh-oh. He's like, man, you talking to a kid like that? I said, oh, now you want to be a kid. kid. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I told him, I said, where I'm from, it's certain words. Even to this day, it's common time. It's certain things you say to me, you done went past so we we going to talk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you done said something that ain't no talking to, bro. I hope you know how to fight because that's what we about to do. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I said, dude, you been in here telling everybody. And every yeah. day they was talking about the IEP and all that. I said, man, I don't need this job. I was just trying to get to heaven. I'm going <laughs> to put these hands on your ass. <laughs> I know. I I, I know I can't believe some of the stuff I hear come out of kids' mouths today towards adults, and I I feel I feel bad for I'm teachers. About adults with authority. I know <laughs> I feel bad for teachers because their hands are tied. If they do anything, the kids are, are claiming mm-hmm. harassment. They're claiming. Yeah. Um, I, I remember we broke up a fight. The girl was like, "He held me up against the locker by my neck." I was like, "Look at the camera." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they said. It's like you can't grab them. Like, how are they gonna stop fighting then if you can't grab them? Right. You know what I'm saying? You're just supposed to talk them down. Right. 
standing between them as they both hit you. Right. Because yeah, I, I told them that when I started, you hit me. Watch. I'm, I, you might as well go ahead and pull out your phone. Let me get my YouTubes up. Yeah, I know. It, it's, yeah. it's sad. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going right. to get some likes, right. though. <laughs> That's hilarious. When I get out, I'm going to be popping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get you guys to read on that yeah. because when I heard my attendance immediately went up it's like this is more political correctness gone wrong wrong big time and that would be a great skit for Chappelle to do politically correctness because you remember he had uh, what was it um, keeping it real yeah oh, keeping it real God, goes wrong <laughs> yeah. that was a great yeah, skit yeah, yeah. so yeah. to have uh, keep uh, to have politically correctness go wrong mm-hmm that would that would be a hell of a skit to do. Well, I, I, to me, I can't being a comedian today. It's got to be tough. Do you know what? You just gotta own who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah Chappelle did. That's what you I, do. Yeah. If, if you own yeah. who you are, they won't bother you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they know they can say something to get you to right. kind of think get about rattled. it a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's and they, they, Yeah. And yeah. that goes back to my com, my new comment that I when I tell people now is oh more bullying mm-hmm. and they just stand back and look at me I said what's the difference between this guy calling you this this and this and trying to push you around and you trying to push me around by the way you want me to act mm-hmm. I said they're both a form of bullying if you want to be true and, right and I think you just think it's okay right and mm-hmm. I said there's just one where people think well this is the correct way to act. I said, according to who? Right, to who? I said, I, my, you know, <laughs> me putting my hands on somebody or stealing something or this, that, if I'm actually harming somebody, yeah, yeah, that's not good. But, you know, to... to <laughs> I got a joke about that. My brother was getting ready to get locked up, right? And the police was knocking on his door. Mm-hmm. They was like, it's in your best interest to come out. He said, my interest and your interest is two different things. <laughs> 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 he said, for me, it's my best interest to stay, stay in here. <laughs> Man, right. he told me that I laughed so hard. Because <laughs> I, I know he said it for real, too. Well, I know. And it's, I think it's good to, you know, kind of be self-deprecating, make fun of... I, I think it's funny to make fun of stereotypes, because they're not... They're they all true to a point. That's why they stereotype. I, yeah. I know. You and know what I'm saying? You know, but yeah, people, we all did it. It didn't kill us, man. Mm-hmm. I know. I tell my kids now, I said, man, y'all wouldn't have made it off my bus stop. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I said, if you ain't know how to talk trash, you stood at the other side right. of the bus yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got on the bus, you sat right up front where uh, you were safe at. You ain't that middle to the back. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Rock, you. Are you ready? Chris Rock and his his trombone. I mean, not, I always say trombone. Tambourine. tambourine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, special talks about bullying, and he talks about his, taking his daughter to school and. They said, we have no bullying here. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm taking my daughter out of the school. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Said, this, that's the only way they learn how to get along and, and figure things a, up. He made a great point. He said, that's the problem with Trump. A right. real bullies showed up. He mm-hmm. said, a real bully. now everybody's just right. like, what do we do? I'm offended. I'm offended. Yeah. I'm offended that like you're he offended. Ain't never tell, he ain't never told you he was presidential. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. He's exactly, he's been the same. One thing about him, he consistent as hell. <laughs> he's been the same dude. <laughs> same dude. Same dude. Same dude. Same dude. Same dude. 
Exactly. Well, I love Chris Rock. One of my favorite lines Absolutely. is when he was talking about Michael Jackson walking into court looking like Captain Crunch. I, I, I hit the floor laughing so hard when I heard that. Because <laughs> it's true. He did walk around looking like, like Captain, Captain Crunch. <laughs> Tell him to go to Brooks Brother and get him uh, something. That dude is something else, man. Oh, I don't, he's he's one of the ones I've never seen like. Live. Yeah, he'd be great to see yeah, live. He's one of the ones I've never seen live. I've seen pretty much everybody else I wanted to see. I know. If when Chappelle comes back into town, I, I have you. to I go. <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you, when his when he comes to town, his tickets are gone. Seconds. In se- yes. Seconds. It is so hard to get. But, and but you know what was dope to see? Show. Like he he did his seventh show, and I'm sitting right there by them. And uh, the guy told me he's like, "Hey, the seventh show sold out already." He's like, "Yes." I was like, "You surprised?" <laughs> I was like, you can do that seven more times. Then. I know. You can probably do 20 yeah. shows Yeah, there. it was dope to see that he still was excited about that part. I said, yeah, you know what them tickets were, Dave, so you already spent that money. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. to, me, to me, I think Chappelle is our, our Richard Pryor of our generation. By With our generation. I told him that. I said, because uh, I got a tattoo of Richard Pryor right here. I said, when you die, Dave, I'm going to get you a but you got to be dead first. He said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I said, because I can't do it now, and then you do something crazy. Now I got you on me, you know what I'm right, saying? I said, right. I got to know you gone. All the stories, like the same with Richard. I know Richard how I know him. Y'all have make up the stories y'all yeah, want to, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So That's awesome. But well, um, uh, you had Sticks and Stones with Dave Chappelle, and now you have Paper Tiger with Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. That's dope, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost he, like the white version of right. Sticks exactly. and Stones. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, that option. And he did it in England. Yeah, yep. and it's so great. Yeah. Well, Bill Burr did a lot of writing on the Chappelle show and appeared yeah. in a lot of stuff. And and Bill Burr. Like, his last two I wasn't too impressed by. Right. Oh, so, really? so, yeah, it was good to see it, him. It, was, it got too... It was too... And actually, the last one before that was shot in black and white. It was just like the humor was dark. The lighting was dark. It was like... It's almost like he did it because it was time to put out a special. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think they're all just great comedic genius. And they'll just sit there and say whatever they want. And I think that is the best... Well, that's why I wish you can come see him. This dude's a, he's a one of my one of my guys to. who's a huge he, he's a comedian too. He's a magician. He's a promoter, and he lives down in uh, Odessa, Texas. He booked me down there, and I posted. He seen my picture of me and you. He messaged me said that dude's on another level. <laughs> I, I said I know. It. Yeah, man. I said I know, bro. It's gonna be fun tonight. Do you have any specials for people who can't see your? I show? actually I do. I have a thirty minute special on, on Kevin Hart's LOL Network right now. Okay. So that's the third, that's out right now, and then I have my, of course my, I'm on the classic, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You can catch me on that too. But oh, right now God. my 30 minute special is on LOL. That's Network. awesome. Got two on there actually. Two of them. Well, yeah, the 30 minute special and the Montreal Comedy Festival one. Oh, I'll definitely have. And to they check both were produced by Kevin Hart, so. Oh really? Yeah. yeah so. I see a lot. I love trying to find new ways and venues to to watch stand up comedy. <laughs> the, I'm always yeah. watching it on right. Netflix and stuff. <laughs> so hopefully you'll get a Netflix special. There you go. That that would be my, huge. My, my time is coming. <laughs> so y'all better be. Hey, y'all better subscribe. Look, take that from the sip. <laughs> yeah. Do and it now. People can follow you on Twitter, right? You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, JJ from the sip, JJ from the T H E, educated the. I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> JJ from the sip. That's short for Mississippi. So yeah. And they can follow you on Twitter as well. Yeah, uh, my Twitter, mine's on oh, different. Uh, I know. <laughs> mine's Adrian A Dub on Twitter. On Instagram, it's Funny Man Adrian W. So that's Funny Man Adrian W. 
And then I also have a podcast, too, that I need you to come to. My podcast called Comedy and Kinfolk. Okay. Yep, so the I word okay. comedy, okay. Uh, the symbol and and the word kinfolk. So that's been going great, man. I'm on my 12th episode. I just did it before I got here. So, yeah, tonight we are at the Poorhouse Uptown. You can still get tickets at poorhouseminneapolis.com. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow night we are in St. Cloud at the Red Carpet Event Center. Tickets on Eventbrite, $20 for those. So Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much thank for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I Tom couldn't it. be here. No, nah, it's all so. good. We had a good time. Yeah, we had fun. I just love this kind of, you know, sitting at the dinner table type right, of feeling. Yeah, yeah, bullshit right, right, right. Having fun. Steady eating. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Boy, I know, I know. He would have enjoyed it, though. Yeah, yeah he would Oh, yeah. I know, it's, it's been a hectic month for everyone. Right. For everyone, it's that time of year, and yeah. hopefully things. Well, no, it's not going to settle down because we got the holidays coming. Come on. On. <laughs> Absolutely, so, I'm gonna keep coming to see y'all, man. I love being able to come down here, and thank you again so much for like allowing me to come down here. Yeah, know? we love having you on, and the and the listeners love have, listening and having you on as well. Thank you, thank you. I thank get you. a lot of positive feedback, so I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much. We will be back live Monday. Tom will be here, but we're only doing Monday and Tuesday. And the rest of the week will be best ofs because the KQ Morning Show will be in Nashville at some brewery. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in North Wherever Carolina. you see some drunk folks at. <laughs> when there's alcohol, that's where the KQ Morning right. Show will be. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. back with the family. we got Jessamay Peluso in studio who's going to be at House of Comedy tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. She's jamming. She's been you jamming have to jam all to morning. Oh, flashback Friday. I know. Girls she, just want to have fun. I know. Everyone's like, oh, I'm such a Madonna fan. I'm like, Psh. She ain't got nothing on Cindy no, Lauper. Cindy Lauper was Madonna is like the cocaine of music, and Cindy Lauper's like the... 
acid. <laughs> if you had to equate them to, to drugs. Or oh, I was such a Cindy fan. I even tried to do my hair like her when I was little. I, my, I told my, my mom was a hairdresser, and uh, she would kind of, I was kind of her guinea pig, and she'd give me perms, and oh, then I no. would just kind of throw out. <laughs> so then I was like, Mom, let's, so I get that um, colored hairspray, yeah, and I would just, and I would, Go wild, you yes, go ham. I'm Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I saw her live last year. Uh, she opened up for Rod Stewart. Which Rod Stewart is still touring. Is he still wearing tight pants? <laughs> yes. Very shiny, tight leather pants and his bright, big hair. <laughs> yes. His head looks painful. His, I can't imagine <laughs> passing that child. And, like Rod Stewart as a kid, his head was huge. And singing his song, Do You Think I'm Sexy? Oh, yes, he did. And he still can rock it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't find him attractive. but he, he, <laughs> I like how you uh, you complimented him and then you under 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 yeah. your breath. Got, you like well, it. I like Music. He can still rock it. He should be dead any week now. But, well, yeah. I'm like, can he be 80 singing Do You Think I'm Sexy? Apparently so, because he does it. He still struts <laughs> that stage. He has. I was shocked how much energy he had still. That's was, cocaine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's not natural energy. That's definitely cocaine. But it was a, I was blown away by that show. Yeah. That's I, amazing. I didn't have these high expectations. And then when I saw it, I'm like, Holy crap, this is a, one of the top concerts I've ever been to. Cindy was great. He was great. I thought it, the two paired up on going on tour was kind of odd. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But also bizarre enough where you're like, I think I need to go to that. Yeah, that's how I was like, that would be an interesting concert. I think I, it's smart to not have high expectations for anything in life. Yeah. Like the fact that you didn't have high expectations, then you can at least... Yeah, then you're not disappointed. Yeah, yep. you're not disappointed for music or dicks. Can I say dicks? <laughs> yeah, there's a kid in the room. Oh, don't worry about it. He hears everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have a house full of teenagers. Lord knows what they say when I'm not around. Um, but uh, yeah, I just tell him he's he hasn't earned the right to say anything like that. That's he's not smart. Yeah, he's not old enough. I said when you when you're old enough and you've earned the right, then you can cuss and swear. That's good. I like that. So because oh, he. He'll be so foul-mouthed by that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I foul-mouthed. I'm like, geez, my life. But, um, yeah, I love going. To, do you like going to concerts? I don't. Oh, really? I don't like uh, being surrounded by a bunch of people mm-hmm. where I can't see an exit that I can get to <laughs> in a swift moment. Smart. Yeah. Just a bunch of drunk people that probably wouldn't even calculate or register an emergency. <laughs> They're like, yeah. what? It's just the music. <laughs> yeah, my, my husband and I, we go to a lot of concerts together because he travels a lot for his job, you know, because he's in TV and, and does his radio stuff and does a lot of conferences. So, like, when he's home, that's kind of our date night. And that's we go fun. Out. Yeah, that's cool. so we try and f- mix it up like we've seen. Well, one was really fun. Was Have you heard of Hairball? Hairball? I've had a hairball. couple. I had one this morning. <laughs> so have my cats. I brought it in for you. That's a band? <laughs> well, it's what it is, it's like this compilation of 80s hair band music, oh. but they come out dressed as like, uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, or they'll come out as like ACDC. That's pretty cool. And they kick ass. You know, they're just, they're great. What do you need, honey? He's showing what? you Bunny. He wants to show you Bunny. <laughs> Oh, it's the old. I know. It's the I old am thing. ovulating. When, you, when I, my son was young, I could, he could not talk to me all day long. Right. And as soon as I picked up the phone, yep. he was in my face. That's exactly. <laughs> like he'll be home. He'll be in a in a corner of the house, on his tablet for three hours. I won't hear from him. As mm-hmm. soon as I need to do work, 
or I have to, you know, focus your energy. Mom, 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 (laughs) mom, mom, mom. So, yeah, I'm still that way with my mom. Mommy fingers. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cutie. Yeah, it's MEA week. Although I just saw a news story. You might be interested in this, JB. I just saw a news story that um, the attendance. Do you know what MEA is? No, what is that? It's a conference that all the teachers throughout the state. Oh, that's right. It's happening Minnesota right now. Minnesota Educators yeah, right now. Association. Yeah, I guess the attendance is so low that, and of course, it's my school district mm-hmm. that I saw on the on the news report that next year they're not doing it <gasps> because they're just like this isn't worth our time. Yeah, uh, they're. It was originally for to excuse seniors in high school to go visit colleges. Right. Uh. And then somehow the teachers took it over, and schools were let out for two. And it became this this scheduled vacation. Where they go to another city or whatever. Right. Well, and then families started planning their lives around, like, another two days of vacation to go somewhere, this, that, and the other. And it's just become this tourist that's that strange how it's evolved into that right. i know it's like i don't even know why don't they do that over the summer I you know it's like yeah <laughs> it has nothing to do with the original attempt which was to let juniors and seniors go visit college yeah. now it's all the kids like now every it's all grade student, our teachers yeah. well right? you know he's in second grade he really needs to start thinking about college yeah. i don't want to put a lot of pressure on yeah. anybody yeah. But. i know right <laughs> yale what do you like what would you like to do when you grow up football football <laughs> football <laughs> Or play games all day? Hey, buddy, you know where I'm from? I'm from the place where the best football in the world is played. I didn't know you were from Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh. oh, you must have missed the We don't talk season? about it. Yeah, we don't no, talk you about don't, that. You didn't, oh, you didn't see that happen? Oh, this yeah. is this is uh, skull country here. So. Well, listen, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Die oh, hard. not oh. another one. <laughs> what do you guys want, man? I'm sorry that you guys hate excellence. You know, I mean, what do you... <laughs> Cheaters. Watch me in this conversation. Derek cheaters. It's not where the best hockey's played. Yeah. yeah that's right. Where's the, the best, best hockey? hockey is played, played in St. Louis, it, where I'm from. It's from. So. It's actually played in Canada, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I, well, I but have a year. patriot. I have a patriot on my uh, fantasy football team. Well, who do you got? I can't even remember. Oh, That's okay. how, how important I love New some, England. Some guy, Tom Brody. Tom, <laughs> Tom yeah. Brody. Tom. Well, speaking Best. of football, the Madden curse mm-hmm. is live and yeah, well because went Pat, down hard last night. he blew out his knee. I, you know, if I was a football, do you guys know the Madden curse? No, right, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't <laughs> even know when the Super strong. Bowl was. Okay, <laughs> I don't okay. know when the Super Bowl was. Well, all the you know Xbox, they have the Madden games yeah. where every year they put out a new. Uh, John Madden game, and every time someone has appeared on the cover, they get hurt. They get hurt. That's weird. I know. That's strange. That's on like dark arts. Stuff. I can put it into terms that you'll it's understand though. Where her boyfriend's from, Kansas. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. The quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs is a kid named Patrick Mahomes. He's very good. I don't think he likes Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's a Jets fan for some reason. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. a Chiefs fan. Because him and I were arguing in text. Oh, uh, were you? Yeah, during the okay. playoffs. Okay, I thought he liked the Jets. See, I don't even know what football my boyfriend likes. <laughs> I'm so out of touch with sports. I love football. <laughs> we live and breathe football during football season. 
But yeah, it's it's crazy because like little Teddy Bridgewater, who was a rookie quarterback sure. for the Vikings, he got put on the cover and then he blew out his knee yep. in practice. Yeah, Could we just nasty. maybe agree that football's very dangerous? It is. Also, <laughs> it is. Also, a very good point. I think that's the allure of it. I mean, um, my kids love to play it, but um, but yeah, so. I don't know, and my husband's pretty bummed because he had Mahomes as his starting quarterback on his uh, fantasy football. So this week I'm going to kick his ass because I'm <laughs> up against uh, him. Did you see them popping his kneecap ew, back ew, in the place ew, on ew, camera? Ew, ew, okay, my my stepson. <laughs> yeah, my stepson. Okay, I get a call when I'm at work, and he's at the ER. I'm like, oh my god! So I run to the emergency room. His kneecap was literally sitting on the yeah. side of his leg. Oh. And I'm like, and he's just sitting there holding it. And he's just looking at me like, yeah, they got to pop it back because he has a high pain tolerance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I would be throwing up all over myself. <laughs> and his dad's texting me, is it. he okay? I'm like, you don't want to know. Because <laughs> my husband's blown out his knees. And it, when he sees that kind of stuff, it just makes him, uh, you know, wretch. But um, I won't tell you guys. I won't tell you guys what I did to my knee because it'll definitely make don't, me throw Don't, don't. I can't. Even just the discussion of it, I'm like, ha! <laughs> I have too much of an imagination. Can't too yeah. visceral of imagination. But when I was young, I was playing. I have four brothers and four sisters. Uh, That's a big family. Yes, it is. Catholic family. Um, <clears throat> the brother above me and the brother below me were just screwing around. There was a vacant lot next to my parents' house, which we eventually bought. But that was kind of our football field, our baseball sure. field, and whatnot. And we were screwing around football, and the younger brother, some Somehow he got tackled by the oldest and the older, and his kneecap went out of place. And my brother said, "Shut up! You wanted to play with us. You never tell anybody." And he smacked it back into place right there. And he jumped up, and said he was fine, but he was all of what six, seven, so it was probably really, you know. Yeah, yeah you're a big. You're how tall are you? Six one. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do the same exact thing when I popped my knee out. Because I was a figure skater. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You look like a figure skater. Do I? Yeah, yeah. you have I a have figure skater. You I do. Tanya. You got that I, Tanya vibe. Oh, she's a bitch. <laughs> would you Would you hit a bitch in the knee for the championship? <laughs> <laughs> no, I met Tanya already, and she wasn't a pleasant person. She doesn't uh, have a face of a pleasant person. Well, you want me to give you a scoop? Neither is Nancy Kerrigan, so really, no, that's a 50-50 yeah, proposition. They're very stuck up. I didn't fit in that figure skating clique. But, um, yeah, I landed on my... I did a jump, and when I landed, I landed at a weird angle and landed in my knee. I love how I said this stuff makes me throw up, and everyone's sharing yeah. their individual <laughs> knee pop. Like, go ahead, Marty, tell yours. Well, the next time we go to commercial, <laughs> is, it gonna be, is this going to be brought to you by like the Minnesota Knee Clinic or something like that? <laughs> like what is it? Oh, the MNC? All right, you want or me to tell you what I did? Here's, I said MN. Here's what I did to my knee. Are you ready? Yeah, here's what I did. My, I was young. It was one of the first times my parents left me home alone. And I had gone to this place where they had showed us how in the old days they used to make the kids sew their own books, like with a with a big needle. Mm-hmm. So I decided. What? what? <laughs> it was like an what old, like a historical village. You guys don't have that. New England has it. Sounds like something from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. No. So I, I got a needle and I was going to sew my mom a card to thank my mom. And I dropped the needle and we had a shag rug. It was the 80s, but we had a 70s shadow. Oh, God, this is a nightmare. And I knelt down to find the needle, and it (laughs) shot into my knee (laughs) in between the joint. (laughs) 
right into the thing, drove into the bone, and then it snapped off. Hang on, I'm almost done. Hang on, I'm almost done. What's that crackling noise? Oh, it's Jamie. And then my, and then my knee was locked. It was his knee. My knee was locked. Oh, yeah. So the only way to make it move was to, to I wore a channel in the back of the, the my the bone in my knee. Oh my god! And it was there for like four and a half weeks, and then they had to pull it out. Oh. Really? Yeah. Is everyone done? <laughs> Max, do you have a knee injury story you want to tell us? Do you have one? No. no. He does too. He just no, doesn't no, want no, to I've tell ne- me. No, no, I've never you had, promised. I've never had a knee. Six minutes from now, if you're like, well, that reminds me of that time my knee. <laughs> no, got but shot right out. before right before we get back to the hotel, I've got an awesome nail in the finger story to tell. Oh. I love that. And after the yeah, after the commercial break, we talk about giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Butterfingers. Oh jeez, he's being weird. But anywho. <laughs> So how do you how do you like working in the the Minneapolis St Paul market? I think it's great. It's good people. Yeah, yeah, really, well, really solid. Like real people you can have conversations with. Yeah, coming well, from LA. I mean, well, a lot of people, all the comedians that come through, they just say this is just a great venue and market, and the people are great. We love our comedy. Yeah, we're kind of one of those. Um, what do you, I'm trying to think of the word, but. It's kind of like one of those shot in the dark things where people don't think to come here. Yeah. But when they do, they're pleasantly surprised. They're Low expectations. Yes. You know, we're kind of fly. Yeah, you know, we're kind of flyover country here. I would there. not call you guys flyover. Like Cape Girardeau, flyover. Yes. Oh, really? Fly yeah. It's exactly. Cape it's Girardeau very, <laughs> is a little town in Missouri. They literally, it's uh-uh. like one of the smallest towns ever. Mm-hmm. And their airport, like the person who checks your bag in, also flies the plane. <laughs> True story that happened to me. This dude in like hot pink sunglasses grabbed my bags. I was like, oh, cool. And then like I go through security and then he's flying the plane with oh. some other dude who's like sunglasses. <laughs> these these bros, they're bros. Uh-huh. They tr- it's like an eight-seater plane, like one of these tiny little, like, you know, propeller planes. And I'm sitting in the back. There's <laughs> seven other people, including the pilots, and they turn around and they look like extras from, I don't know, Risky Business because they have their sunglasses. <laughs> they're like, you guys ready to take off? I'm like, uh, have your balls descended? Because <laughs> you look five. I look like I could be your mom. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, at least they weren't like the bartender too, because then I'd get a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how much have you had to drink before you get behind the, those wings? They you know? Denzel Washington the plane. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, that never happened. I don't. Yeah, I, I could just like see Denzel in that movie. He's just probably like, yeah, if I didn't have the liquor, I wouldn't have been able to do it. You know what I mean? Why is the plane upside down? Are you kidding me? He's like. A true story. I mean, more pilots fly drunk than people realize. I yeah. know. I have friends who are pilots. But it's so automated now. I mean, they push is. a button and go. It's people harder to drive a bus. Drunk. It's harder to drive a bus. Yeah, my my oldest boy wants to be an airline pilot. He's a and, smart kid. That's I cool. know. Well, he he was like looking up the salaries and stuff. He's like, yeah. Mom, I can make bank. And <laughs> Not gonna blow out your knee. You know, yeah, it's no easy job. Just yeah. blow out, blow out a building. <laughs> <laughs> That one I don't think you're going to recover from. <laughs> you ever land in Seattle? Oh, yeah. That is, like, yeah. jarring. You get so close. You're like, uh, someone take it over the plane? DC's Why like that, too. Why are we going too. between buildings? DC's well, like that, too. They make you, because all the no-fly zones, they make you fly, and you you just pitch and roll the whole time. The yeah. first time I was doing it, I was like, what in the hell is going on? I know. Some of these airports, uh, well, because I've been around, and, like, some airports are just horrible. 
horrible. I mean, Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis Airport. Have you ever been to the Miami airport? Oh, it's a nightmare. Being in a Miami airport is like being in a Miami club at like 3 a.m. where you're like, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, and they have like no like food. There's no food and really? it takes forever to get out of it. Oh, I know. It's like walking through a laptop that was made in, in 2025. <laughs> like, what are all these hot pink lights? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why does anybody have pants on? I know. It's, it's women in high heels and fake nails and fake boobs. You're like, did I just walk into the set of some new movie based on Housewives in Miami? I know. Some of these some of these airports, the logistics of them are just terrible. But we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and, no! and bitch about airports. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's You always pick great music. I do it? Yeah. I try and mix it up, but if you're talking about flying, you gotta bring in, you know, Sinatra. Far from Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Frank Sinatra. There's a restaurant in town that plays Rat Pack music. Oh, the really? Restaurant. That's yeah. awesome. But it's got great no, food, just in too, the right? Yes, you're pooping. <laughs> it's more, it's more, you know what? Great way That'd to be poop. Great, great way to poop. Way yeah, to poop. you'd be it, It's one hand. of the best restaurants in town. What's it is called? It? JD Hoyt's. Oh, okay. What kind of food is it? It is a, they, they call themselves a roadhouse, or, but it, it's a big portion place. <laughs> so, typical American mm-hmm. portions. Yeah. So, let me ask you guys a question. They have pork chops about this big. Well, your hand is huge. Yeah. Right. So it's <laughs> That's a big chop. That's a big chop. That big and that thick. So. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, so that was my next question. I wanted to take her to get a Juicy Lucy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I know there's so, a spot. Okay, now, there's two you, you got that, two options to right. say to me whatever you say next. So go ahead and tell me what's the spot. Uh, the Nook. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 5-8s? Nope. 5-8s or Matt's? Or, or Matt's. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I'm just pulling this Is out of the, the air. Is it the Minneapolis Burger? I'm a, I feel like I'm a Matt's person. I feel like I, I, that's, that's. Yeah. I th- Personally, I think they all taste the same. Yeah. I think it's I the meat. Both. Yeah. That you you know you gotta have the good meats. But yeah. where's the f- original one from? It's Matt's, right? Right. That's yeah, Matt's. I think was the first one. And it, see, it, I mean, I no. su- I'm surprised we haven't had like a Juicy Lucy cook off yet oh. or heart attacks. You know what it is? Everyone's too polite out here. Like you guys, <laughs> your rivalries out here are still like, we don't like you, okay? And then that's it. <laughs> like that's the most. Uh, we're not fond of your team, of my but mind, we're right? glad to have you here today. <laughs> yeah, that's Everything's exactly what it's okay. like. Don't worry about it. I go to other parts of the country, and they're literally like, they're you're cutting each other's yeah. throat. You goddamn we, rabbit! I come here, and you're like, oh, you know. Uh, it's okay. They're like, oh, good well, for you. Sorry. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> well, yeah, we're play people. Minnesota nice. Super nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm surprised. That would actually kind of be a cool thing. A, yeah. A juicy Lucy festival, like mm-hmm. they have the rib fest. Right. You're right. Where everyone's competing with their ribs and sauce. Who the hell's cooking ribs out here? This is the most not barbecue yeah. weather. Oh, we no, barbecue. you can find some good barbecue out here. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a huge the, the rib fest. And, yeah, and it's expensive. I mean, I, I, I kind of want to say it was like $30 to enter, and then you get to go around and eat. Like You get like one rib per Thing or I'd be whatever. going around a couple times. <laughs> One rib, rib barbecue sauce all over you. I can't uh. eat food that the title of it is something I have, like liver, <laughs> ribs. I, I like I can't do that. It makes me so grossed out. I know, right? You're like just oh. you never had a ribs. good go ovary. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening up Coachella Pink next uterus? year. Pick uterus. <laughs> People actually eat that stuff. Barbecue uterus, it's amazing. Oh, God, it's so good for your skin. It's basically like collagen. <laughs> oh, I know. It's probably some Hollywood starlet would start doing that. I rub it on my face every night. I actually, I do goat yoga, and then <laughs> I bathe in pig uterus. That's what I got for cell turnover. <laughs> I've never done yoga, but I think if I did, I would do goat yoga. Goat yoga looks so fun. It does. Little you get goats the... climb around. How and I would imagine their hooves really get into the nooks and crannies of your back. Yeah, it looks like a nice back massage. Yeah. yeah. I love it when my cats will crawl up on my back and start kneading. I'm like, oh, yeah. They love it, too, because they can suck your soul out from the back. <laughs> no. Cats suck out your souls. They do. Science. I have four. Science. Four cats. Yeah, my odds are very slim. How many kids? Slim. 11 total. Well, we have 11 total. We have adult children, but we have six school-age kids in the home. You must have okay. a fun home, even though it's hectic and How crazy. How many kids have you had? I physically have had three. Okay. I have three biological. So you wow. three biological. My husband has eight. And then you got That's so, you, Max? Yeah. She yeah, had he, you? He, he's my youngest. That kid is so adorable. <laughs> it's, it, it kills me. He's getting it, closer and closer to yeah. me. You notice that? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like working his way over. He's like a young cooney. Um, so you have 11 kids in the house. No, not no, in the house. Six. Yeah, because okay. he, he has a lot um, of math. It's kid math. Four yeah. adult children, 
and then we have six school-age kids in our home, and then his youngest son lives with his mom, and we have them, like, every weekend. So at at times, usually every weekend when I have all the kids, it's seven kids in the house. That's fun, ranging from 17 down to 7. Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. I like that. It's, like, traditional. It's never a dull moment in our home. I was going to say, you must never sleep. No, not really. (laughs) And it's really good for your mental health to have all that community. You know, you have so many people to talk to and yell at and (laughs) tell them to put things down. I know. I read something funny about parenting. It said parenting is somewhere between get that out of your mouth and ah, fuck it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <you're> like... <laughs> oh, God. I know. So true. Are like you here to sit with me, Max? You can come sit next to me. La- like last night, I come downstairs. Come I hear one of the kids up and I go down there. My son's wearing one of those um, flapper hats. Yes. You know, the ones with the, you the can ears, pin up. Yep. Yeah, he's wearing that with these sunglasses with red lenses, and he's making this nerdy voice making a, pix- a low-quality <laughs> pixelated video about people making fun of his Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going, where, do, where am heck? I? What, what is going on? I know, it's just like, sometimes the kids do things, and I just shake my head. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, in one time, I came out of my bedroom, and he had one of those... <laughs> shower Bluetooth speakers with the suction cup yeah. stuck onto his stomach and he was dancing to Toto's Africa. <laughs> um, is he single? Good music taste, right? Great music taste. <laughs> what are you doing? Sounds like a fun time. Sometimes the music's inside you. Like, literally. I think we've hit a stage in, in human development we peaked. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent, JB. We're de-evolving. We're devolving. That's why they're turning people into half robots now. Oh, you know oh. what I mean? Like, we've all become, f- like, full a-hole, and now... Full a-holes? Yeah, full a-holes, and now... I'm being nice. Little I know. Here. And then, and then uh, now they're gonna, you're going to be, like, a half a a-hole, and then, like, a half a robot. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, well, whatever. As long as the robots do a better job of cleaning, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, we tried that, the Roomba. Doesn't really work. It doesn't. No, we, I don't. Can robots get into nooks and crannies? Like people don't even do that. You know what I, I mean? Know. No one uses the attachments. I use the attachments on a, on a vacuum yes, cleaner. I love attachments. Our oh, attachments great. You get right into the corners of something. I, I love. We're in the couch. Cushion. I love sucking dirt out of corners so much. <laughs> I get high and clean all day. I love how you say that I have anxiety. But you use the attachments on a vacuum. I don't know if that's anxiety. I think it's that's more like anxiety. anal retentiveness. Yeah. I just I like Which it very, anxiety. very clean. No. Not really. I'm a clean freak. Like, when I clean, I clean. I'm, like, throwing bleach everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm Scrub just scrubbing. It. You know, because, like, I'll tell the kids, oh, clean the bathroom. I'll go in there. They literally take one Clorox wipe, wipe the sink down, and they're <laughs> Yeah, done. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> well, no. I the floor needs to be clean. The toilet needs to be clean. The tub. Sanitized. Women yes. sanitize. Men just shift stuff around. It's <laughs> <laughs> just moving things around. That's not true. <laughs> You clean, JB? I clean. Well, you're an exception to the rule. I know. Because it's so fun I... to watch bed dust. <laughs> <laughs> they just go around everything. You can pick it up and yeah. just see the dust. You see the lines. <laughs> I will walk. Do you enjoy it? Yes. Oh, wow. I will walk in, in the past, I will walk into a woman's house and her bathroom's bad. Ow. Oh. <laughs> I think it's yeah, a smart it. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Bounces. a good indicator. They can't keep a bathroom clean? No, they're not keeping their privates clean, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no what? You can't keep a sink clean? That's, that's a big stretch. That's a big stretch. Those are those are like the two rooms that need to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. 
all the time yes. are bathrooms and kitchens because I cannot stand a dirty bathroom. It, it, I get anxiety about it. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta clean it right. You know, my what about like, when you go into a restaurant and you see a dirty bathroom? Doesn't that, oh. doesn't that like? Yeah. I cringe. I cringe. I'm it's like, off putting. Yeah. I know. You want, clean up your you toilet want to, paper. You want me to ruin some stuff for you guys? <laughs> oh, god. Marty's here. We yeah. go. Marty, Marty be a ruins segment. everything. Marty ruined my day. I used to work for Coca-Cola back in the day before mm-hmm. I was a comedian. And you used to have to go into restaurants all the time. You go into their basements and into the kitchens, wherever they would. You'd have to store oh, stuff. Oh, man. So I... This is back in the day. I mean, we're, yeah. And we're talking like 100 to 200 restaurants that I would go into their kitchens like every year mm-hmm. and week after week. And I'm going to be honest, maybe, maybe 30% were clean enough that I was like, hmm. Only 30%? Like oh, yeah. big name companies? You, by the way, if you ever order Chinese food from anywhere... Never do, right? If you ever order from anywhere... You have such a. There's fecal matter in your. I mean, dim sum. I, I'll say this: there used to be like bags of rice, like on pallets. You know, right. they have yeah. bags of rice, and you just see like mouse poop around them, and then you see like, a mouse run by. So it's not like what is that? And that's uh, not that's not like the exception to the rule. That was like the rule, and a clean place was the exception. Uh, no. Oh, gross. And I was going to apologize to anyone who owns a Chinese restaurant, but I realized no one's listening to this that owns a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, until they get letters like... <laughs> yeah, but even then they're not going to understand it. That, I'm mad. Unless I'm speaking in numbers. I mean, they can't, you can't even say, uh, like, give me an egg roll combo. You have to say, give me a D6. You think they know that I'm... You know? That is nasty. That is just gross. Yeah, I... Um, well, I'm, I'm mad about Chinese restaurants because they don't serve gluten-free stuff, so I miss my Chinese food. I'll still eat it, though. I love... Are you fr- gluten intolerant? Yeah. Man, that's more and more people. I heard that it's not a gluten intolerance. That's actually the chemicals that they're using, the pesticides and well, stuff. Well, that's what it is. On the, on the wheat. But it's also, I think, probably because... The wheat has been grown a certain way for so long that eventually it just grows. <laughs> it literally just sprouts with the pesticides already yeah. built into its contaminated soil. Yeah. Well, I have Crohn's disease, so I've I have like all these digestive issues. Ooh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Not to cut you off. Oh no, that's this fine. This is an important question. When you were young, mm-hmm. did you have skin problems? Yes, I did. Did you use retin-A? What? Retin-A, the N- cream for your oh, no, acne. No, no. I didn't. I actually had it on my arms real bad and on my back. Skin issues? Because uh, some stuff that you use to treat acne Mm -hmm. can cause Crohn's disease, and people don't realize that. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't. There's your fact today. I think I just use, like, over-the-counter stuff. Okay. Um, Like, when I was a kid, I would get, like, these little red bumps all over my arms and stuff, and my mom thought it was just called baby acne that's what they called mm-hmm. it back yeah. in the day and come to find out that's a sign of gluten intolerance it's like histamine reaction <clears throat> yeah and um oh, so you were gluten intolerant before it was cool yeah right before it was <laughs> I, well, I, before i even knew i wasn't diagnosed with crohn's until 2013 but wow. i went yeah went through my whole life with digestive issues and didn't know until then but uh but uh a year ago i got put on medical marijuana good and, for you girl and well, I couldn't afford my Crohn's meds anymore. And you, you don't want to take that stuff because no. the side effects aren't worth it, and it's not—it's a band-aid to the bigger issues. Exactly. Because Crohn's is an inflammatory disease. Yep. And a lot of it is dietary based. And when you're born a certain way, mm-hmm. your ancestors have eaten a certain way, you're going to be susceptible. 
to, you know, all sorts of issues. But especially with Crohn's, that's hard because it's so uncomfortable. The symptoms are so inconvenient. And inconsistent. And and inconsistent. You can't really plan for that. But it's Mm -hmm. so sensitive to diet. Yeah. Like, basically, do you have a strict diet now? I just, uh, well, when I went in and they um, evaluated all my symptoms and everything, they, you know, gave me the prescription for medical marijuana. So I got put on That's a high, awesome. high uh, uh, <coughs> milligram milligram of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a little bit of THC in it, and that can be a good. Re- uh, it basically like delivers it. Some people can recept the THC a little bit better when the T- CBD is <laughs> yeah. attached. I do have a one. I have the vape pen for pain, mm-hmm. which is mostly all a THC, which gets gets can get me higher than a kite. Let me tell you, Amen, <laughs> sister. God bless but, you. But uh, I only do that at night. No one's I, judging you. You have 55 kids. Do you see what just happened? You have 55 children. Do you see what just happened? There? She was a girl making fart noises before the last commercial break. <laughs> and you brought up medical marijuana, and she snapped into She's a doctor. Dr. Jessica yeah. Puso, head of the University of Minnesota Research Hospital. I love THC. I love So I you love have inflammation? That. Yeah, and that's an inflammation. What, what, uh, what enzyme? What enzyme? She's breaking it down. <laughs> She does, she does this to me. She sends me articles on micronutrients. We talk it's, about it all the time. I'm a firm believer mm-hmm. in medicine working. Okay, yes. in a pharmaceutical approach. I'm a firm believer that there's a lot of pharmaceuticals that can help people alleviate. What pharmaceuticals fail to do is get to the root issue and the causes of these diseases, which more often than not are dietary and lifestyle influenced. Yeah. I mean, when you look at our, our medical industry and just... The pharmaceuticals alone, the history of it was plant-based. We learned all of our medicine from the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And then Carnegie, who was rich from his oil money, realized that you can make a synthetic molecule that is found in almost every single pharmaceutical drug that's on the market right now. Mm -hmm. And Carnegie changed the history of how people were prescribed medicine. It was it, it was all synthetic drugs. He was one of the richest dudes. He was like, you know, one of those robber barons back in the day was like con- in control of everything. Basically was like, let's rewrite the way things are done. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller got on board because he had a bunch, a bunch of money too. And that's where our medication comes from. And we've totally gone away from a healthy approach. We're no longer curing anything. No. We're just creating more patients. It's yep. a business. Oh, it definitely is. Because like the side effects, I was on Humira. Oh, for fuck. Long. And that stuff. Sorry, Max. Oh, don't worry about it. He hears that word all the time. Trust what me. kind of meds do you have to be on to not swear? <laughs> they make a pill for that? They say swearing is a sign of intelligence. It is. It is. I'm constantly Marty swears. Do you know the whole around. time that she said all that? This is how long we've been on the road together. I just tuned it all out, and all I heard was like, I guess we're not ever playing Carnegie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No, I, I totally get what she's saying because, like, especially with somebody who has a chronic illness, like I do, trying to find, and it's like they're just treating my symptoms. I'm like, no, I don't you want, want to, to treat my symptoms. I want to alleviate my symptoms. I want them to go away and just stay in remission. Have you done any blood type uh, approach to your diet? Mm-mm. I didn't mean to turn this into like a. Uh, this is Dr. Police. Oh, she's in the building. Well, we got to take a quick break. We can talk more about it. Let's talk we'll... more about your digestive system when we yes. come back. That is such a fun <laughs> thing to do. We're right. going to get inside your intestines after this break. Oh. Yes, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We Brought to you right by Carnegie back. Pharmaceuticals. We'll be right back with Jessamy Peluso. Oh, I just want to mention real quick, though, you're going to be at House of Comedy this weekend. Yes, tonight. With my brother, Marty. Yay. Yes, tonight, 7 30 and 9 45, and then Saturday and Sunday. 7 and 
Or no, it's one shot Sunday. One, on one Sunday. shot. We're going to be busy Sunday. riding horses all day Sunday. Yes. But yes. yes, we have a show Sunday night at 7, Saturday 7 and 9.30. Yes. Come out. Right. Plenty of times to come out and see us and laugh and alleviate your Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. 763-333-7337. 763-333-7337. We are back with Jessica May Peluso. I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom. JV's here. Plus my youngest boy is here. Max is here. Of course, we were talking about my guts. <laughs> we were talking about your small intestine. Yeah. And then, just, yeah, the problem that we have with the pharmaceutical company. Now, the problem I had with my Humira, I was taking it. I took it for like two years or something like that. And it got to the point where I could not afford it anymore because my insurance, you know, after the affordable hair... Uh, affordable hair. Affordable <laughs> Health Care <laughs> Act was enacted. Um, I my medication was fifteen hundred dollars a shot, and I they wanted me to take four shots a month. It's crazy. Like the pricing of medicine in this country is it, it should be criminal. It is. Oh, I yeah. know. The yeah. prices of medicine in this country since two thousand twelve has gone up forty percent. Well, this state is about to enact. Legislation on um, insulin. I hope they do. Right, because that's one of the most expensive drugs, which is insane because that affects the most people. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can buy in Canada for like peanuts. I was going to say, insulin is cheap. Yeah. But it's all the other stuff that they develop Mm -hmm. that they need money for. So they know people need insulin, so they raise the price of insulin. And then insulin, people need that, uh, is also dietary-based. And when you look at our um, meal plans that we have in this country, (laughs) every food we eat is inflammatory. And that's why I was asking you about your diet, because you said your doctor said you just needed to go gluten-free. Did she not even talk about, like, 
dairy or meat intake or any well, of that? Well, she did, I mean, she did say, because I'm lactose intolerant. Of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all well, are, because we're not supposed to drink milk. Yeah, I see, I don't <laughs> drink milk. I just eat, st- I don't eat a lot of dairy yeah. to begin with, because it messes with me. But, like, one of the things that I love to eat that tastes good that's gluten-free is pizza. <sighs> So it's like I, I know, and it's like I can't go. So that's probably where I get most of my dairy intake is from pizza, Mm -hmm. because gluten-free food is expensive, and some of it tastes like cardboard. It's not great. Most of it does. Um, But the gluten-free pizzas are good. Can I I snap into Jesse May mode here for a second? Mm -hmm. I know you may think that oh, pizza is bad because of the gluten or because of the cheese, but a lot of people dismiss the tomato. Tomatoes and other nightshade vegetables like um, peppers or uh, certain kind of peppers, they're really inflammatory uh, for your system. No, they're inflammatory. Like yeah. a tomato, like, and I didn't realize that until I actually cut it out to see what happened, and I felt like a hundred times better. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's tomato. So, like, that's what I'm saying. If you're having digestive problems and stuff, mm-hmm. but you're eating like chips and salsa, or you're doing like. Try cutting it out for a couple of weeks. No peppers, no tomatoes, no nightshades. No fun. No fun. I don't know. Why? Why? But, but also, so... like, your doctor tells you to cut out gluten, but your doctor didn't tell you to implement anything else into your into your diet. Like, you're so you're cutting out the gluten, but what are you doing to counteract the inflammation? Because that's what's going on in your body. You should look into like inflammatory foods that are good for your blood type, because the yeah. blood type diet it goes back. Well, to, like, see, your I, ancestors. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I, I take turmeric supplements. That's good. And stuff like that to help alleviate any inflammation. I mean, ever since <laughs> I got on uh, the medical marijuana and went gluten-free, I haven't had really man- any issues. That's great. I've, I've been in remission without pharmaceutical medications yeah. since. That's, That's so, awesome. Yeah, because over, uh, like, about a year ago, it was a year ago, um... I was having such bad problems. I was so sick. I thought I was going to have to be hospitalized. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, one day I had like this bump right here on my hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, is that a bug bite? It's really painful. And then I would put, put my, push my hand like if I set it down, it felt like my whole hand was broken. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then it started in my ankles. That's inflammation. And, if, and at first I thought I was like, God, do I have gout? No, yep. is it <laughs> sexy? Com- yeah, I know. Come to find out, it was a flare-up of arthritis, and that's when I decided to go in uh, to get uh, approved for medical marijuana in the state. Crohn's is one of the diseases that is approved for it, and I've been on that's it amazing. ever since. And I, I've been doing so much better. I mean, I still have joint pain, probably from damage of inflammation and stuff, and just everyday. You know, and stress like you got mm-hmm. a lot of you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> I do, I do. I manage it well, though. Yeah. I, you know, luckily the older kids are old enough to help out. Yeah, that's, you know? that's vital. And he tries to help me. Look, he just put he Bunny can. on the table. He did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> He's helping. He tries to help. <laughs> he does. Sometimes he makes a bigger mess than what he's actually supposed to be doing. But it, you know, it's the thought that counts. I think. But I, I still think it goes back to. <clears throat> the way we process our food, the way we yes. develop our food, yeah. and whatnot. Um, it does. At it's... age 52, I'm 57 now. I um, You're 57? Yeah. Developed a nut allergy. You look younger than me. You have a nut allergy? Yeah. What the heck? And, it, and it's not like I need to carry an EpiPen. It's like if I do enough 
sunflower seeds, peanuts, and some other nuts, I'll wake up the next morning with a sore throat. Yeah. Oh. It's interesting yeah. when you get older, like when you yeah. eat something so long in your life and then your body's like, nope. Really? Yeah, and it was the strangest thing because, you know, I would work baseball games. Yeah. And I'd be in the dugout and I'd so be just yeah. doing seeds. And next morning I'd wake up and I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, I think I'm coming down with something. So that game and like, and I wouldn't do any seeds. I'd wake up the next morning be fine. Huh. It, it took me like three years to catch on what the heck was going on. But, yeah. Huh. So... I was like that with walnuts, you know. The doctor was like, stop putting those in your ass. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's why I'm itchy there. <laughs> I, I recently can't, I can't drink red wine. Oh, really? I am so heartbroken. That's because you're an alcoholic. It has nothing I to do with it. I am so <laughs> heartbroken. I love to have like a nice glass of red wine. And it's, it's the preservatives. It's like he's saying. Like yeah. it's a way we're processing these foods and we start to you know, of develop an issue with them. Yeah. Red wine. I had to go buy organic red wine. You know what's amazing? Uh, when you go to Canada, like we were just in Canada last week or whatever, the week before, when you when you eat in Canada, like the bread or whatever you have, it just tastes better uh-huh. than what you have here. And you realize it's because everything here is so loaded down with, like you're talking about, it's, it's over-processed. And GMOs. I'm there, it's not. Well, yeah, because yeah, my husband, he he goes overseas every year for a, gr- a group trip with his yep. listeners. And he and he suffers from chronic migraines, joint pain, and everything. When he says he goes over there and eats, yeah. he doesn't feel that no. that it's, drag yeah. that he does when he's here eating. Yeah. He says that it, you know, it's in a taste better. And, yeah. and it's like, why, why do we have to add all this crap into our food? But that's I, the thing that people, like, I get so aggravated with people who are like, hey, you're going gonna to restrict the free market, and hey, uh, pharmaceuticals, free market. It's like there's certain types of things where the government should step in and be like, hey, mm-hmm. this is making people sick. Don't do it anymore. Yep. We're not allowing that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and medicine's one of them, and food's another one. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Canada, like, those, those are two things, like, the pharmaceutical companies all do business in Canada. Somehow there's still enough mm-hmm. around yeah. to, to do business. Yeah. Cuba has better cancer research than we do here. Mm-hmm. And Cuba's a communist country. But here it's like, oh, no. they got to charge a lot because it's research and development. It's not research and development. It's just, they, and it's, they don't even spend the money there. Because you no. put the shareholder above everybody else, right? right. So, it's all about the money. So, so it's the same thing with the processing foods. Well, you know... Coca-Cola, for example, they used to your Coca-Cola used to come in cane sugar. So you, you, the sugar would come from a plantation or whatever, and they would put it in. They would make your Coca-Cola, and then all of a sudden, someone was like, "Oh, uh, we could do this better with corn syrup, yeah. right?" But where you know, corn syrup is a synthetic. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't have regular soda. If I drink soda, it either has to be made with real cane sugar or diet because the high fructose corn syrup yes. jack you up it that's it, so inflammatory i know and and my husband's like well, well i can't have regular pop i'm like i don't know it just makes me sick it I love makes how you me feel like pop. i'm pop a, yeah i know pop 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 but um it's uh adorable they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes fun of my minnesota accent all the time I, I don't really hear it. maybe oh. it's syracuse where we kind of sound the same you do. i don't hear you it do. at all I don't, I don't understand it. your accent at I, all. I don't hear well, any accent. Well, I suppose being in upstate New York, they kind of talk like Canadians. Similar, yeah. yeah. we got Canada and Midwest. Yeah. A lot of Canadian Midwest settlers over we're there. we're not far from Canada here, right? Like, oh, no, it's right no. north of us. It's right there, eh? Oh, it's right up oh, there. We take yeah. a rip. We take a rip <laughs> take and go right up there, right? Oh, yeah, it's just right up north there. Um, <laughs> so 
but uh, well, some people think Minnesota's part of Canada. They think we're Canadian. It kind of is. I mean, with all <laughs> the hockey, a lot, of, a lot of Native American stuff going on. I feel like you guys also believe in Sasquatch the way Canadians do. Oh yeah, there's definitely a Sasquatch. Is thing there Sasquatch? Is this Seattle. Sasquatch country? Oh like, yeah, they Squatch country. Right, the Squatch has been spotted up Come in on. northern Minnesota. Oh, Max yeah. has seen him. He was peeking into people's trailers. Come that on. was Marty. This oh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a Lucy Goosey. What's it called? That is something totally different. That's my mom and her heyday. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. You want to get a little Lucy Goosey? So is your state symbol, just to be clear, is it a Sasquatch? Holding a loon? Holding, no, with a loon under an arm eating a Juicy Lucy? Probably. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. We, we need to make so that. Much. Whoever's oh. listening here, please design a shirt with Squatch holding a loon and a loose goose. Yes, and it says Minnesota. This nice. is Minnesota. It. Yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, I love those those state shirts that you can get at like. It's got to be saying it's unpolite yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. Well, it was funny because we, uh, a, in August, we went out to um, Sox Center, Minnesota, where one of the most haunted hotels is, is the Palmer House Hotel. <gasps> And my husband's no. my husband's in a paranormal. How are you gonna sit there? And Your husband's in a paranormal. What do you mean? Well, he, Is he an investigator? Yeah. Yes. Well, he just started his new You're not show gonna on find travel. Your, she wants to find her dead dad. Okay. You're well, not gonna find him. Really? I see yeah. him right What's now. What's his show on travel called? The so, Holes Are Files. It just started. That's awesome. Yeah. He's they're going through and taking old case files from Hans Holzer. But he's he had a radio <laughs> show <Holzer>. here. In, <laughs> He's a household name. My name is Hans Holzer, yeah. He's, he's yeah. a household name in the business. Do you want to see me? Oh, yes, I'm the naked German ghost. Yeah, but he also, <laughs> he, he also hosts a Midnight in the Desert, which was Art Bell's old uh, radio program. Oh, my God, Art Bell. Yes, he took over Art Bell's like, show. Oh, my God. Art he, Bell sounds like a wet rag. He used to be like, he was out there. there. He's the one who created Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. I don't know what that is. So oh. he, he used to have like a really pleasing voice, but he would say the crazy. If you listen to his voice, you'd be like, "This is relaxing." Mm-hmm. Like, I'm our pal. But then, if you listen to what he said, it was the most what disturbing would he stuff. Say? What would he say? It was my best art bell. I don't know how. It <laughs> he would talk a, a lot about like Area 51. Oh, cool! Yeah. I'm into art bell. Yeah. Uh. So your husband, how did he get into paranormal investigating? Um. Well, he started his radio show back in 2006 called Darkness Radio which was in the Twin Cities here. And then now it's moved over to podcast one called Beyond the Darkness. Ooh, it's just on the good weekend. title. But yeah, he, he, he's he been into the paranormal his whole life. He grew up in a haunted house and everything else. Has and, had experiences, I'm assuming. Yes. And he started a radio show, and his career is built off of that radio show. And that he's in Chicago right now because he's doing the Chicago Ghost Con. That's so cool. Does I love ghost stories. Huh? Does he do Collins? Collins, like to the yeah, but he like call into my podcast. Oh, Collins, because um, yeah, I want to do that so bad. I want to call him like, "Hi, I'm a ghost." Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you want a ghost to call him? Yeah, yeah midnight in the desert. They t- they do take live calls. He he's live um, Monday through Friday. Is Central Time. It's eleven to two a.m. Eastern Time. It's twelve to three a.m. But and you can listen it on uh, midnightinthedesert.com. Twelve to three. That's awesome. That's right, my mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Have you guys? Have you had an experience? Oh, I've had many. What What was the freakiest one? It's 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 October season, so it's. Oh, let's it's see. Well, I just actually mentioned Halloween some season. I did today, but well, okay. When we were at the Belvoir Winery in uh, Liberty, Missouri, um, I we were doing a EVP session, 
which an EVP session is electronic voice phenomena where you record, you, you ask questions, and you play it back. It sounds well, like white noise, and you play it back. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> They had like this ghost box thing where it, you know, it, it records and it kind of has like this echoey sound to it. It's kind of eerie. Okay. And we were asking questions and then we would listen to it back and, and nobody else picked up it, but I have really good hearing. And I'm like, wait a minute, go back, go back. And he played it back and I could hear it. It said, somebody asked, are you happy that we're here? It went, get out. And then all of a sudden, they asked like a, a similar question. All of a sudden, you could really hear it, and it was angry. It said, "Get out!" Really. Oh like, man, that's so great because you like, can't do Whoa. nothing to you. You can sit there and piss it off all day. That'd be do that. But all why day. would a ghost not want people to show up? You know, right. you've been alone. Maybe you're alone. Maybe they're having ghost parties. You know, like you guys are totally. A drag. You guys are just a drag on our party right <laughs> I now. I know, right? Asking all these questions. We're just trying to have fun. Get out of here. <laughs> so you think the ghost was literally like, just get out? Yeah, just get out. But yeah, we were at the, um, we go to the Palmer House quite often in Sock Center. and That's the haunted place? Yeah, it's a haunted hotel. It was built, I think it was built in 1901. Why do people think it's haunted? What's the, fa- is there a famous, you know, there's always like a lady in a pink dress yes. who floats with a cup of coffee Well, or there's something. a couple There's always ghosts. some chicken address. There's always some girl in the hallway like, oh, my husband hung me. Never a guy in the tux. <laughs> Never a guy in the tux. No. <laughs> it's always a lady in a shitty dress. I know. It's always, it's always the woman. We're That's even crazy awesome. posthumously. It's really rude. Well, one of the famous ghosts at the Palmer House Hotel is Lucy. Lucy Goose. And she was a lady of the night. She She was juicy. Yeah, Yeah. Lucy. And then there's the guy who lives across the hall from her is Raymond, and he's an asshole. Raymond sounds like an asshole. He is. He's a jerk. He likes to mess with people, and every time I go, if we try and somebody He's a ghost, though. How does he mess with people? Like, what are the stories? Okay. You can mess with a ghost way more than they can mess with you. This was actually very disturbing. We had, I was using an SLS camera. And what an SLS camera is, it's got, you know, like the Xbox Connect? Yeah. It has that on it. And you have a tablet. And what it does, it it picks up the head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and you get a stick figure. Whoa. Well, it can pick up something that you can't see. Okay. Because it's shining all these, like, uh, laser lights mm-hmm. to to make an image, right? And one time I I was in Lucy's room and I was had it angled into the bathroom. Now I was stepping off to the side because if I angled it in the bathroom, I could see my image in the mirror. So I didn't want it to pick up my image. Does it only pick up organic or does it pick up all shapes? It it can pick up all shapes. Like it, if it saw this camera sitting here, it right. could try and okay. it'll try and map it in. But then it, you can kind of see okay, it's not an actual person or a figure right. it's a pole or There's something a skinny lady with three legs and a <laughs> shitty head <laughs> exactly but um so i and all of a sudden a figure popped up on the on the on the sink and i'm like oh and i said hello and i said can you please raise your right hand just to see if the all of a sudden the right hand went up. oh come on i have it on youtube you do uh, i do i want okay, to see, I see it too and then um i said okay and i said are you, if you're Lucy, raise your hand. Hand went up, arm went up. I said, okay. You weren't talk- scared? You're just like, no. okay. No, There's I a lady shitting in the sink. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Should well, be like, if you're Lucy, do the Macarena. And what's That's weird, what and, and this has happened with other investigators with Lucy. <laughs> Every time Lucy shows up, another figure will pop in, and that other Fucking figure, Raymond. We, we think it's Raymond. And all of a sudden, it looked like Did they Raymond? were intertwining, these two figures. <gasps> they were boning? Ghost no. bone? I think he was choking her because he's known to be well, abusive. They could still be 
you know. <laughs> maybe she's Depends into what it. Depends what she's into, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. Do we know how Lucy died? I mean, I, don't, I ask. I don't know how she died, but... Probably uh, Eroticism and abuse. Butt Dance is on a fine line. Yeah, so I started yelling at the other figure. I'm like, Did he not? stop? Yeah, he, he went away. My husband has one, too, of the same, in the same room. All of a sudden, you see Lucy sitting. She goes and sits next to somebody in a chair, and, and she was talking about how her grandmother had just died. The girl, the real person? The real person. And all of a sudden, <gasps> the stick figure puts her, like, put her hand on her leg, like, to say, oh, it's okay. And then all of a sudden, this other stick figure, which is probably Fucking Raymond. Fucking Raymond is such a attention whore. It's weird, because, like, there was an overhang on the door, and all of a sudden, this thing crawled up underneath it. It was like spider walking on the ceiling, and then crawled back out. What was Did that? Was that the dog? No, Raymond's that was, dog. It was oh. a, it was shaped like a human, but it was like crawling on all fours. Okay, I need to see these videos. But we saw that one video from the um, Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. Yeah. They, where they have this video that the whole staff claims at this comedy club, which is very old. Yeah. It's an old bank it's an old from, bank. like, the early 1900s. Is that how old that building is? At least uh, almost 1920 100 years? 1920, maybe, something like that? Yeah, yeah. so it's a very old building. Yeah. And the whole staff, when we went there, they were saying, like, it's definitely haunted here. We have this video. And Marty and I were like, okay, whatever. And they sent me this. It's a security camera video, and the, the POV is of the bartender's server station. Mm-hmm. And it's at night after. It was all closed, and they're cleaning up all the... So everything's put away. All the glasses are cleaned. And you can see the bartender in there just kind of, like, putting some stuff away. And the glasses are all in front of them stacked up on this, like, uh, bar area. And between the glasses and the edge of the the bar area, it's probably about, I don't know, like, six and a half inches. So the bartender leaves the frame, and you can see a glass... Literally fly off, mm-hmm. fly out and down. Yep. And there was nobody in there. They none of them claimed that they were messing around at all, and they're all like freaked out. Don't you, you saw that video? I did. I, I, mm-hmm. I, did. I was drunk. You were, was it you? Did you knock it over with your penis? No, no. <laughs> um, I want Phantom to believe. penis. All right, so here's one for you. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Ghost stories so much better than no. Pop this is knees. a ghost story. I'm 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 changing gears a little bit because oh, it's in the same vein. Son of a uh, alien abduction. Yeah, it's uh, real. I've never said this out loud to anyone before. <gasps> you got we got an exclusive. You got probed in the butt <laughs> by an alien. Butt. No, uh, that's Max, really funny. Cover your ears, earmuffs. No, when I was uh, <laughs> oh, what the voice. kid is such a good kid. I love that. Um, when I I'm was in kidding. like you're maybe right. before I knew what alien abductions were. Uh huh. Before, like, cause you got to go back to like I, I'm gonna say I, I was maybe like fourth grade, fourth grade. So that's. How old are you when you're in fourth grade? Well, how smart are you? You could be 22. <laughs> like nine, nine, ten. Nine, yeah. nine so, so around 1981, 82. So that's before there was like talk of alien abductions or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had the most vivid. Here's the weird part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this person to listen to this after because it, who knows. But I had this ridiculously vivid dream of being abducted onto a spaceship and this girl that was in my class who I did have a crush on at the time though probed you in the butt with an no, alien no but she oh, okay. was she was on the thi- on the same ship oh really and what's crazy about that did and I never said dream? anything but I, and she lives in my town and she's a friend of mine I see her like probably once every few years and uh, I've just never mentioned it to her because oh. I'm like how do you even bring that up but would how do you just like hey dream? here's a weird thing man do you ever remember did she say she had the same dream Never did, but here's the weird part. The next day I went to school, and mm-hmm. we saw each other in school. You ever have, like, a moment where you look at someone and you think, like, 
you look at each other kind of like you each know something, but you don't know oh, something. Oh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, and it could be me, but I thought in that moment I had that moment. Now, I'm going back to, I remember this so vividly. you were nine. You had a crush on a girl. You imagined you guys boned on an alien ship. I didn't imagine we boned. <laughs> you looked you at her in the adding. hallway and you thought you had, you sent her a telepathic message. You need to yes. get him that t-shirt no. where it's okay. got the aliens. It's a valid I love experience. how I listen to all your horse shit, your micronutrients, <laughs> and your goddamn stuff. And I'm telling you this. Bullshit alien abduction story ever. I'm listening to your. It's based on a dream. I want some hard facts. You gotta get him that t-shirt that's got the alien with the spaceship. It says come on, let's go do some butt stuff. Well, <laughs> the girl, her, the girl's name is Nikki LaDuke. Nikki LaDuke is a good name. Yeah. yeah. Nikki LaDuke. That's a yep. great name. Yep. She's she a friend of mine. So, so now I'm gonna send her a message like, I need you to listen to this podcast. Alright. And then tell me. And then if she goes, <gasps> Oh my I saw God. you in the hallway, and I I wondered if you had had the same dream. Then we got something. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Then we got. I'll something. fly back out here with her. We'll do another podcast. <laughs> well, right. I love how that seems so weird <laughs> to you guys. She's over here. The ghost is doing the hokey pokey, and she's <laughs> like, got video though. We're gonna check she's our like, video. Simon says, "Put your hand and in, in, no, no Yours problem." Yours is based off a dream you had when you were eight. A but nocturnal emission. Who dreams? Cover your ears. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to parent. I'm doing it the wrong. Who? Yeah, a little out of order. It's okay. <laughs> dreams. Who dreams that in the 80s before that was even a real thing? And People were talking kid. about abduction. Well, Fire listen in the to sky. Midnight in the Desert with Dave Schrader Monday through Friday, and you'll find out because people yeah, have, have those stories. Mm-hmm. Well, our hour is up, what? sadly. I know. We're ending on abduction. Good luck out there, everybody. <laughs> go to bed with butt plugs. Cover your ears. But make sure you go see Jessamay Peluso at House of Comedy. With Marty Caproni. Yes. Oh. Tonight, uh, Seven what is it? Seven thirty and nine forty-five. Saturday, seven and nine thirty, and Sunday at seven. We'll be fresh off a horsebacking ride. Yeah. Yes. What did I just say? <laughs> horsebacking. I think I need a nap. <laughs> I I need a nap. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank it was you. a fun. We thank covered you. tons of topics. Yeah, lots but of stuff. That's gonna do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family. Uh,